Billy Reeves here. Welcome to K-Scope 152. Thanks for being there. In this edition, Thomas Anderson from Gaspacho talking about artificial intelligence and the future of music. Let's start off with the present, though. New signing, Empire.
Empire Parasites. That's the new single out now from the forthcoming album Relentless, out early next year. Now, before we talk half-speed masters and artificial intelligence with Thomas from Gaspacho, let's play this Black Lily, which is heading towards one million streams on Spotify alone from March of Ghosts, one of the albums featured in Gaspacho's half-speed masters reissue campaign. Fantastic. Thank you, sweetie. I'm terrible. In what uh, way are you terrible? Because I don't know what the electricity prices are like over there, but over here that's yeah, damned yeah. expensive. And yeah. I live in an uninsulated 1920s summer house <laughs> where the walls are so thin that when you stand in front of the window, you can feel when the north wind is blowing, you can feel the wind on your face through the wall. <laughs> So, um, but, but winter never did it for me. We get four, five, six hours of daylight now. It's going to get yeah. a lot worse. You know, yeah. it has that foggy Victorian Sherlock yeah. Holmesy London feel. Yeah. And uh, you have to scrape the car of frost every morning. It's yeah. terrible. So I really, I, I've, every year towards the end of winter, I, I always ask, how in the hell did we even get through another one? Because... <laughs> Yeah. Why aren't we killing ourselves at the first sign of winter? Because it's just so damn depressing. Is there a, is there a converse to that, though? Because, you know, am I romanticising the Norwegian experience? But is, like, you know, spring and summer spectacularly beautiful and light? This is true. It's I would imagine it's the same thing as if you're in the desert and you haven't had anything to drink for a couple of days, then the first glass of water is going to be heavenly. So that is true. Spring and summer in Norway is is amazing. But then again, I would 
probably think that they would be amazing all the time anyway. I'm sure the Spanish are pretty cool with, you know, living in, in, in their temperatures, even though I heard that this, well, I, I, with the soaring price of electricity, I heard that businessmen weren't allowed to wear ties in Spain this summer because they, they need to turn down the air conditioning. So do you, do you get away from the worst of it? Does everything shut down or do you hunker down? No, we, uh, we go to cabins in the mountains. And that's pretty nice. And you have a fireplace going and you can sit inside and, and relax and then go for skiing trips and, and stuff like that. It's just, that's pretty nice. So there are, that's an escape. And also that, that's an insulated place uh, as opposed to my house, which is, which is just, it's basically a, a glorified tent. So it's, <laughs> so it's, it is really freezing. I mean, um, yeah. my glass of water has been frozen during the night. Crikey. Doesn't it, does this inform the music of Gaspacho, this environment? No, I don't think it does, because it's the music of Gaspacho has always been a constant, and it's always been, I think, it's always had a touch of Arab and exotic music to it somewhere. So I don't think the music of Gaspacho is in any way connected to the Norwegian climate. I think perhaps you could say that Gaspacho is... Maybe one of those escapes that you were mentioning in the sense that when you are in a dark and gloomy and very highly depressing place, then you can either get drunk or you can get creative or both. Or in our case, we went for both. But uh, I think it's it's probably more of an escape. I think what's been making things more difficult around music for me these last say a couple of months is the advent of AI have you have you seen oh, have you checked out the AI music making sites on I know, the internet it's terrifying AI anything is terrifying it is one thing yeah. is the singularity and when AI takes over it will kill us all as I'm sure yeah, it course. will of course it will but what's it with the DALI uh, images the, the image yeah. generation yeah. I mean I've been yeah. playing around with that and it's Amazing. Today I sent the guys in the band an image on Dali that I generated, which was a bowl of gazpacho soup destroying Earth. <laughs> and it turned out pretty funny. Are you are you concerned that those things are data harvesting tools? Uh, no, I don't even care anymore if they data harvest because it's because they know everything anyway. Wherever you are, your phone is on. Do you ever get? Did you ever talk about dogs with someone? All of a sudden, you're getting commercials for dog food on your phone. Helen, Helen's just look, Helen's just been looking at visiting um, our friends in Gran Canaria in February. Straight away, Instagram is giving me an advert for that chain of hotels. You see, you it's know, two completely separate devices. Yes. Yeah, yeah so and, the, and they claim that they're not doing it. And I'm thinking, if they did it, they would make trillions. And if anyone was ever in a position where they could make trillions or not make trillions, there's a very high chance they went for the make trillions so i don't i don't care anymore they're going to harvest yeah, us anyway and if i put a bowl of gazpacho destroying earth and dali i mean i think my my madness has been documented fairly well <laughs> so i don't think i'm surprising yeah. even the even the bots and whoever's yeah whoever's watching this but my problem with ai is it's it's sort of given me a scare regarding the creative process because if a machine can do it I, when I grew up, or when we grew up, there was the, the idea of the romantic, starving artist. 
we all thought that, you know, you had this starving, depressed genius, you know, writing something in an attic in Paris somewhere with a loaf of, with a baguette under his arm and two bottles of red wine with candles in them. And now I listen to some of the AI music. I can't remember what the site is called. I think it's called Area. And I, I put, what, what, did you, what you can do is you can put your own tunes in there and it'll make something based on the mood or based on whatever it bases things off on. And I put a Gaspacho song in there from the Fireworker album and it created a really beautiful piece. It still, it didn't beat the piece I put in there, but maybe in two weeks it will. And that kind of got me thinking, why in the hell are we spending our lives putting all this energy into making stuff when the machine can generate it in two seconds, you know, probably in a short while. And it it felt... Also, I've been working on a novel. I'm thinking of writing a book. I have an excellent idea. So I've been, I've been dabbling with that. And I downloaded one of the... It's Grammarly. I don't know why. I think it's just yeah. because I'm an idiot when it comes to the... The little signs, what are they called? Apostrophes? All right, um, punctuation. Yeah, I, I still don't know how to do punctuation on these keyboards. Yeah. I'm too stupid. Right, yeah. So in order to get the punctuation right, I downloaded Grammarly, and I looked at some other AI writing tools, and in one of them, I could write the first sentence, or I could write the plot of my idea for the novel. And the damn thing wrote two pages, and it was pretty good. Wow. And if I wanted to... I already know that there are, there are people releasing AI written books on Amazon uh, and, and they make simple, I don't know, what, romance novels or whatever the hell it is. But this has created for me a, a almost a sense of not really knowing where all this is going and not liking it one bit. Which is weird because you would think that the creation of great music, great books, great art... Hell, go for it. I mean, we we can never have too much. But I'm, it's that old romantic idea of, of the, the genius artist. I think like certain classical pieces of music become so much better when you know who wrote it and when they were written and why they were written and what it's supposed to be about. And if, if someone said, this is an AI, spat it out you know, in two minutes, something is lost, which, which doesn't make sense because the piece of music will be identical. But something yeah, exactly, is still yeah. lost, and I don't know what yeah. what is lost. It, is, it, yeah, exactly. I think from an artist's point of view, when you create something, you're partly diarising. So many people, when you ask them about a song or a, or, or a piece of, or an album, they, they say, you know, hey man, it just came out as it was, and it was how we were thinking at the time. So that's why you do it, because it diarises. Right? Secondly, if... Um, music is... It's interesting you should say that, because music is especially obsessed with authenticity you know, with knowing about the artists. And of course, we now, we, you now have the opposite of that with the likes of Morrissey, where they, they start to speak about, they start to speak in a political tone that you don't like, so you cancel them. So you don't want to listen to their music because you now know so much about the artist. Roland Barthes wrote an essay exactly about this in 1968, you know, about the artist being dead or alive. And there's a, um, whether or not you should know anything about the artist or you shouldn't. And there's an experimental TV show being networked on Tuesday on Channel Four as part of a new Channel Four experimental streak that they're doing, strand they're doing over the month, where a, a really famous comedian is going to destroy some art because it was 
it was either the piece is, is offensive or the person that painted it is. So the, all of those things combine to for this obsession, especially with music, in authenticity. And I'm not sure that's the not that's healthy. But the one question I was really desperate to ask you was that: um, Are we? Should we? Have you and I celebrated Gaspacho twenty five years in show business? No, we haven't. I'm I'm quite shocked that you didn't send the wine or flowers or what something, or just cash. Cash is fine. Where do we? Where do we where, is it? Was it ninety six? Are you? Are you? Are you now over twenty five years in show business? How on earth do the? How on earth do you get on in a band having been in the same group with the same people for twenty five years? How have you changed? We haven't changed at all, apart from, I mean, we're growing old and our bodies are falling apart and we're, we're slow, slowly dying. <laughs> but, yeah. but apart from that, then we, we just soldier on as we always have. And uh, it's, it's, in a sense, I think it's, it's because we all have jobs, normal day jobs, and that allows us to keep this. What I did learn when I got into ads, my, my day job is making the music for radio and TV ads. And what, what I did learn is that the moment you start making money off something, it stops being fun and starts becoming right, work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, work. Yeah, it's yeah. So when I write music for ads or, or audio identities or jingles, I don't enjoy that for one second, trust me. But, but, but this also allowed the band to be this free area where we could still play around and have fun with, with making music that we liked. And I always used to joke that every time, whenever I have to make a five-second piece for social media, then, and they say, it needs to be really catchy. You need to be able to whistle the tune after you've heard it. And I say, well, in five seconds, there is no catchy song (laughs) that's shorter than five seconds because you need time. Look at an ABBA chorus, which is, ABBA is probably the catchiest band in the world. Nothing they have under five seconds that's catchy. It's impossible. And I always think that since it started with 30-second pieces back in the 90s when I started, and now we're down to five-second pieces, two-second pieces for social media, then um, I always joked that with Gaspacho, it's the other way around. So we had songs that are 20 minutes, <laughs> 25 minutes. I mean, when they were doing the remastering for some of the albums, one of the issues is that one song is too long for one side of a, a vinyl record, which is... the polar opposite of these little jingles. But to answer your question, the 25 years have been possible because we've had day jobs that allowed us to keep this as a hobby that we approach with passion and not something we do because we need to pay the bills. And that also means that we haven't been stuck on a tour bus for for 200 days a year, which is the perfect way to die of alcoholism and become mortal enemies at the same time and also not get any songs written. Yeah, was it like that in the in the early days when you were young men? Were you, were you dreamers, thinking we can do this for a living? We're the best band in the world. We'll never have to work again. Ha ha! Or were you always that pragmatic? We were probably that pragmatic because we were already in pretty good jobs when we started doing the gazpacho thing. So John was the marketing manager for a pharmaceutical company. And he was, uh, back in the time when we made the Rava album, he was in the fantastic position of having a job where he didn't actually have to do any work at all and had his own office where he was the boss. 
So he used to sit there with his with his feet up playing guitar, and he spent all his time on what was then the young internet, trying to promote our music and our stuff. That was probably the start of, of the growth of the band, because without the internet, no one would have known who we were. For that reason, there was never any talk of trying to become big rock stars, and we ne- and we never tried to make hits. We always said that we make the music we like, and we follow the philosophy that if we like it, we're not that special, so then there's going to be someone else out there that likes it too. So that's so that's how it started, and then it sort of snowballed and, and, and grew from there. There is a there is a different challenge to that though, isn't there? I mean, the, the you know the three the three and a half minute pop song. If you take you know those rules that you have to fit inside a a frame, then you have to be more creative. I mean, you're given a a very wide canvas that you can throw paint over, but, but there would be a real challenge to to do a three and a half minute hit. And of course, there are. You know, there are within Gaspacho material. There are there are hits. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great to do a Gaspacho album where every song is three and a half minutes long? I think and it's, it has it's, to have choruses and bridges. And well, you see now now you're touching on the secret because that's really difficult. It's very easy to make a long song because, especially one that doesn't follow any rules, because you can just you have an idea and then when you run out of that idea, you don't have to knock it into shape and make something good out of it you can just stick a new section on and continue along your path and then you just repeat the intro at the end and you're done you have a, a genius yeah. spog piece the holy waters of the black and sea a gulf that separated you and me the shadows as they weep Solitude is your release. 
Don't you know?
What exactly are half-speed masters? Vinyl is a material which is soft. The sound waves are packed into the grooves of the of the record with a needle. When you do this at half the speed, much more detail will be allowed to come into the pressing because you're spending twice as much time to capture all the fine little nuances of the, the ups and downs of the audio signal. What we call the phases of the signal, wouldn't it? Because if Right. Phase pushes the push yeah. and the pull of the loudspeaker. So I think the theory of that is that half speed will will create a much more detailed sound. Vinyl is probably, I think, for the connoisseur and the and the music yeah. lover, I think, has proved itself to be the, I would say, the winning format. I think now for yeah. audio files and I was about to say music files. I don't know what the word is. Yeah. But, yeah, audio files, yeah. But yeah, in, but, but uh, not but just audio files. Yeah. I'm also saying people interested in not the sound yeah. quality, but the music itself. Yeah, yeah. And again, of course, people our age, Mr. Billy, you remember, can't you remember buying albums and looking at the artwork and, and smelling it and cleaning it? And, you know, it's it, it was, it's such a hands-on listening experience. And we thought that now with this, Bravo album it being reissued now it's it's kind of a blast from the past and I did listen to it now because we were having this conversation I listened to it last night while having some red wine and it was and I was expecting a cringe fest of of, of <laughs> epic proportions and I thought oh my god am I going to have to sit here and defend this to Billy and pretend that I like it and I think it's terrible when I listen to it, I think it's pretty good. Within, we 
from Bravo, Gaspacho, Sea of Tranquility. Before that, you heard Defence Mechanism from Missa Atropos, and before that, Black Lily from March of Ghosts. And When Earth Let's Go, also part of this Gaspacho current half-speed masters reissue uh, campaign and there'll be more to come he's great thomas isn't he what an absolutely tremendous interviewee i was going to play uh, something from when earth let's go but instead a little bit later on in this podcast i'm going to close with another one of thomas's ai experiments an audio one um, that's uh, coming up at the end of this podcast now i'm sure like me you've been enjoying the new ork album the group featuring Colin Edwin, formerly of Porcupine Tree, on bass, Carmelo Pipitoni, Pat Mastelletto of King Crimson and others, and Lef on vocals. Well, ORK's debut album is now out on vinyl for the first time. Blue vinyl. It's called Inflamed Rides. And from said record, this is Pyre. Just as if I'm So spend the day of my love Come on, bury me Or bury me with your fireworks And round flies the dark Between his wings Oh, sunny day Oh, sunny life. 
O-R-K, Inflamed Rides, Blue Vinyl LP, that's entitled Pyre. Now, like Gaspacho, also getting the Half Speed Master treatment, Anathema, Hindsight, the album coming out on single vinyl for the first time, the classic One Last Goodbye. Somehow I knew you 
Anathema, one last goodbye from the half a speed master of hindsight. Right, thank you very much for listening. Do please like, share and comment wherever you find the K-Scope podcast. And do please tell your friends and let's support these wonderful independent artists. I'm going to finish with a massive curveball as Christmas is coming. Bear with me on this. Now, Thomas Anderson from Gaspacho was talking earlier on about AI experiments. He loaded in to an AI plugin much of the music of a very famous group to see what would happen, to see if the artificial intelligence could write a typical song, a hit song uh, by said group. And I'm going to play a bit of it for you now. It's um, pretty terrible, but uh, your duty is to try and guess the group that the AI is trying to mimic here. And I'll tell you in the next Case Goat podcast, the Christmas special. Uh, Billy Reeves out. I'll speak to you soon. Ta-ta. Need to ta ta